When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome back to Season 4 of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sam. How's it going, hockey fans? In Neos, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Sam? It's going okay. Um, had a had a tough weekend, but uh, I'm back in back in Oregon and just went back to work today. And uh, it was good to be back and good to see all the people again and see some friends and whatnot. So um, I'm doing all right. How are you, Chris? I'm doing all right, but I've been asked to pause. So okay. pausing. You have to try. Okay, I, I have to. I'm I'm being paused for dinner. No, purposes. you're being paused for one bite. I'm being paused for one bite. This <laughs> is, I put a different topping on it instead of what you had put on. So I'm eating a, we've been air frying chicken. Chicken tendy. Just chicken tendy. The tendies. whole thing. Just, the whole thing. Just, the whole, just, just a big old scoop. Hell yeah, baby. Like, let's go. I can't see in the dark. It's fine. You okay. can I'm, I'm, uh, Live on pigeonhole hockey. <laughs> it's good, I swear. You like yeah. that spice? Yeah. Looks good. Right? Who's got a kick? No, there's a yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe some ASMR. <laughs> I hate that shit. Oh, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I can't stand it. How much do you hate ASMR? On a scale of one to Sebastian, I mean, no, I'm kidding. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so you guys isn't yeah. here to defend himself, all right? So I, I, I can throw the punches wherever I want to. <laughs> That thing's got a kick. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're recording this. Uh, well, as you can tell by at dinner time, and um, on the west coast so, of the USA here, <laughs> on the west coast, like it's uh, past your bedtime on the east coast when we're recording this. Recording this, uh, well, it's about seven thirty here on Pacific Standard Time. Pacific Standard Time. So it's what ten thirty on the east coast. So Sebastian's, if it's uh, if his child doesn't have him up, he's crashed. <laughs> but ooh, that thing does kick, but um, no, I'm not an ASMR fan at all. And uh, what's weird about modern society? It's like one of uh, you know, you grow up with those crushes when you're when you're younger. And back when I was a young teenager, Tiffany, Tiffany Amber Theason, who uh, played Kelly Kapowski on Saved by the Bell. Yep. Um, yeah, love her to death. And uh, it was it's funny because I'm like, you could have never told me back in the early '90s that. You know, one day you're going to be able to just go back and forth with her about the red wine that she's drinking on TikTok. You know, so, um, and I bring her up because she did this most recent thing on TikTok with, uh, I don't know, ASMR sushi. 
and I love her to death, but I hate AMS, I hate ASMR. And I'm like, nope, I can't, I can't do the ASMR thing. Um, but love Tiffany. Absolutely. Uh, it's been super weird in modern society to be able to connect with people you used to watch on, on television. Uh, I mean, this yeah. podcast has allowed us to do this with like hockey players I grew up watching and, you know, when just able to just chat with them and it's just, it's weird, but you know, this podcast opens up a lot of cool opportunities. And, and so shout out to Kelly Kapowski, but yeah, it's been a uh, busy couple days. And uh, as of this recording, I've got to go to my permanent residency medical appointments tomorrow. So yeah. never thrilled about anything <laughs> medical. Yeah, I do. There's three of them. So I'm like, may as well just get Can it all knocked out in one day. Yeah. Well, oh. you, you got to set up the medical appointment where they check you out, right? Like they got to check you out. Then you have to get letters from them to go get your blood work and your x-rays. So I contacted the x-ray people and it turns out I could get an appointment the same day thereafter. So I'm like, okay, I'll just do that. And with the blood work, it's a, it's a walk-in as long as you have the letter. So I'm like, well, considering the time gap between the medical appointment and the x-rays, we're going to go do the medical appointment, then go get blood work drawn, then go get the x-rays and then head home. Unfortunately, heading back here to Souk, it's going to be around the time frame that the, the schools get out. So we're going to be sitting in that traffic on the 14 for far too long unless we decide to stop in West Shore. And um, I, it would be great if the West Shore Wolves and Sonic Predators were playing a playoff game at like 2, 2.30 in the afternoon, but they won't be. So that's VIJHL talk. Uh, and, and ladies and gentlemen, you heard that episode earlier, uh, I would say earlier this week, but late last week, we dropped that episode on Friday the 1st. You're probably hearing this episode on March 4th. Uh, and that's why I'm not going to talk about like the the playoff series coming up because for us it's coming up. We're recording this on Thursday, uh, leap day, February 29th. But um, this episode won't drop till after the first weekend of playoff action in the USPHL after dark. So no point in talking about it because it's going to be over by the time listeners hear this. So we do want to talk about the standout players of the month in February, though, Sam. Yes, we do. And uh, should we start at the blue line? As always, let's do it. All right, Chris. So who are the USPHL After Dark Defenders of the Month for February? Uh, we're going to start there. And I got to do an honorable mention. I will say I have to do an honorable mention. It's it is so hard every month narrowing this down to 10 players. So if you make the top 10, well done. This month, I think I had 25 to 35 players in each category really hard month to narrow it down to 10. So at least the honorable mention for the, the defenders was uh, um, Ethan Bocus, I think is how you pronounce his name. I'm never 100% correct with Bellingham. And uh, I've been watching these guys all year and I still don't know how to say their names. He had a great month. He was he was noticeable on the Bellingham blue line. And, uh, you know, he just didn't crack the top 10. But at number 10, it's going to be a name heard many times here on this podcast already. It's going to be the 04 from Scottsdale, Arizona, from the Bakersfield Roughnecks, Hudson Whitney. He had a goal and two assists, and he just does what he's supposed to do back there on uh, the blue line and keep threats to the outside, keep keep players away from the net, so reduce those offensive threats that uh, come into his zone. So, uh, you know, great month for uh, Hudson Whitney. And then uh, at number nine, and oh, I will say this as well. Like, again, ladies and gentlemen, say this every single one of these episodes. This isn't fully stats-based we watched, or at least I watched the third periods. I don't watch the full games. I watch the third period of all these games. Unless I have extra time, then I'll watch more. But that's not something that happens as often right now. 
Um, but, uh, you know, starts, penalty minutes, stats have something to do with it there. But um, there's a there's a bunch of factors, and, and Sam tells me I have a magical point system that he has yet to see. <laughs> it's 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 a thing of very few people would understand it, and including me, I I never will. It only works in Chris's brain, and uh, yeah. he's taking too many pucks to the head, so we're not sure how it works. But we we just go along with it, you know. Well, some players get a gold star, some get sticker. Uh, and then some get points and, and then I just, I do the conversion rate in the back of the notebook there per the office. And, uh, you know, I, I decided how many stickers to get you a gold star. <laughs> again, the conversion rate, you have to know the conversion rate. <laughs> like Canadian, but, Canadian money, but anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fun to play with, man. The Canadian money, it's very colorful. Uh, I don't know what it's made of, but it's not paper. Yeah, it's it's different. It's it's different than even when I lived here previously. But uh, you know, let's move into number nine, and that's going to be the 04 from Pasadena, California, from the Seattle Totems, Michael Carvelas. Uh, he had five helpers this month and ten games played. But again, as a defender, the, the key aspect for these guys is to reduce those threats from the offense. And number eight, the 04 from Phoenix, Arizona, from the Bakersfield Roughnecks, Nicholas Modlin had two goals and five assists in nine games played. Overall, again, just another great month for Nick. At number seven, it's going to be the 03 from Regina, Saskatchewan, from the Ontario Junior Reign, Diego Floda. It's been mentioned on this episode, or not this episode, but on these episodes uh, multiple times. He had a goal and four assists in seven games played. At number six, it's going to be the 06 from Abbotsford, British Columbia, from San Diego Sabres, Marcus Gill. He had one goal and five assists in nine games played, and he only had one penalty the entire month. So kept himself out of the box quite well. And number five, the 03 from, I think it's Kalispell, Montana, from the Seattle Totems, Peter Kanapka. He had nine helpers this month and 10 games played, and he's been mentioned on these episodes multiple times. And number four, from the Bakersfield Roughnecks, the 04 from Saguenay, Quebec. Uh, Emil Rodrigue uh, had three goals and six helpers and nine games played. At number three, from the 03 from Lakewood, California, from the Fresno Monsters, Ian Flick. He had three goals and 11 assists in 11 games played. Just that that gritty blue liner back there, that Swiss Army knife defender that can just get all those things done. And number two, the 04 from Pukov, Slovakia, Puchov, Slovakia, from the Vernal Oilers, Philip Lozani, six goals and 10 assists in 11 games played. And again, he always stands out back there. He puts up those points. Sounds like a familiar name on a few of those. Um, yeah. But Chris, who is the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast USPHL After Dark Defender of the Month for February? That's going to be the 03 from Clovis, California, from the Fresno Monsters, Kobe Lennox. He had a goal and 10 assists in 11 games played. He's a longtime monster. I think he's in his fifth season. He was with the Monsters dating back to the WSHL days. Uh, I think he was on that WSHL season that got cut short by COVID. That's how long he's been with the Fresno Monsters. Probably a number I wouldn't be surprised to see Fresno retire. Uh, he's just been he's been a staple that back there on the blue line, and he's just had a great month. So that earned him the Defender of the Month for the Pigeon Hockey Podcast. Sometimes I think when we read these off, like the Pigeon Hockey Podcast, Defender of the Month for February 2004, it's like that uh, one episode, not episode, but that 
they made fun of it. And you can probably hear food happening in the background here. Um, but, you know, it's dinner time, so it's going to happen. <laughs> but uh, what is it? Uh, Hallmark Channel, where the guy the guy asks the two girls, are you guys coming to this festival of the, you know, whatchamacallit? And he goes on for like a minute and a half of what this festival's, festival's name is. I sometimes feel like that's, our, you know, like Pigeon Hockey Podcast, Defender of the Month for February 2000. You know what I mean? Uh, we brought it upon ourselves, but I think that it's a good, it, it, it doesn't not roll off the tongue. You know, it does, in my opinion. <laughs> it does more than whatever. I'm going to have to look at whatever that clip was and then say it off here. But uh, while I do that, I've never Sam, heard of that clip. It was what's oh, funny. I mean, like, I mean, did you watch Hallmark movies on purpose? No, no. This this was, again, speaking <laughs> of TikTok, as I was talking about Tiffany Amber Theis in the earlier, <laughs> this was a, the Hallmark, I'm going to have to type it in Hallmark clip. Uh, what was it? Festival. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Yes. It's uh. yeah, of course it's on TikTok of all places. And of course it's in my ears now. Chris is hip folks. He spends time on TikTok. That's how I go to sleep at night now. Mine is just full of dumb things. I just think of all the dumbest stuff you can really. And, and mine's full of it. Basically Always animals, having fun. And, animals, animals and bathroom jokes. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So hockey goalies having fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this one is like, are you guys going to the Pine Green Pine Grove Town Square Christmas Eve Festival of Lights Christmas Tree Decorating Contest Funhouse Gala? That's what oh it is. God. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, oh. It, but it's done in such a supposed to be a casual way. If I could play it, I would. Obviously, I, my, my system's set up to not do that because uh, I can hear you in my ears. So I'd have to disconnect things. But uh yeah, it was pretty funny around the Christmas time frame. Now, I will call out my dad, who does listen to these, that he loves the Hallmark Channel. And uh, he has uh, four kids that will make fun of him for it. But I don't think he cares. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it late. is. He, yeah, he, he enjoys them, and he doesn't really care what we think. So, <laughs> love you, Dad. But, yeah, let's move on to then, Sam, the top 10 forwards of the month for the USPHL after dark in February 2024. All right. Sounds like a plan. We're going to start at number 10 from the Ontario Junior Reign, the 04 out of Fontana, California, Tristan Friedman, who put up 10 points, including four goals, six assists in eight games played. Next up at number nine from the San Diego Sabres, the 04 out of Simi Valley, California, Carson Wiener put up nine points, including four goals, five assists in nine games played. At number eight from the Fresno Monsters, the 03 from Guadalajara, Mexico, Danny Cuellar put up 14 points, six goals, eight assists in 11 games played. At number seven from the Ontario Junior Reign, the 03 out of Mesquasis. Is that how you say that, I think? I'm going with Mesquasis, yeah. Mesquasis, Alberta. Caden LaRock-Wolf put up 14 points, 11 goals, three assists in nine games played. A lot of a lot of biscuits in that basket. He had a double hat trick in the last regular season game. That'll do it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he set he set so many records that game for the Ontario Junior Reign. It was insane. It was a fun game to watch as he's one of my fantasy team players. So <laughs> that was great. Chris trying to make the comeback on a uh, certain. I'm trying. Curve. It's hard. You got Mario Paganini, so it's it's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> At number six from the Vernal Oilers, the 05 out of Spokane, Washington, Logan Powers. Put up 15 points, six goals, nine assists in 11 games played. At number five, also from the Vernal Oilers, the 05 from 
Kazan, Russia. Rodion Gornostayev put up 17 points, 6 goals, 11 assists in 11 games played. At number 4 from the Fresno Monsters, the 03 from Karaganda, Kazakhstan, Yegor Kabataev put up 19 points, 3 goals, 16 assists in 11 games played, and only one penalty for the month of February. Hmm. At number 3 nice. from the Seattle Totems, the 03 from Marysville, Washington, Trevor Laux put up 20 points, 9 goals, 11 assists in 10 games played. At number 2, Back to the Ontario Junior Reign, the 04 from Grand Prairie, Alberta. Reese Doyle put up 21 points, four goals, 17 assists in nine games played, with once again only one penalty taken. Yeah, that's but, impressive. Yeah, these players. I mean, if it's 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 obviously like a little bit harder when you're on the defensive side, but when you're at the forward position, if you can stay out of the box and you can put up points as well, you're just doing double the amount of helpfulness, basically. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Spoken from literally zero experience, folks. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's different. I played soccer. We didn't get penalties. We got fouls. Anyways, um, so, Chris, who is the Pigeonhole Hockey USPHL After Dark Forward of the Month for February? That's going to be the 06 out of Rancho Cucamonga from the Seattle Totems, Seth Morris. He had 10 goals and 14 assists, and more importantly, no penalty minutes. He just had a great month. And, and one of these things I noticed is I, I do emphasize the fact that we're not a fully stats-based podcast. It was interesting, though, the first time, I think, ever on this podcast for the Forge, at least, that I'm aware of, that it was almost perfectly sequential up in points this month. It's purely coincidental. Um, I, I was noticing it as I was doing the script for the podcast so we could go back and forth. And I'm like, oh, look at outside of like nine and 10, it just slowly crawls up in points per player. <laughs> Coincidental is the first time that's happened on this pod. You can listen back to the rest of them and prove me wrong if you want to. But, you know, just for anyone that wants to call that out there after that, uh, that was not planned. It was something I noticed. It was kind of like uh, the most recent VIJL, VIJHL episode where the sixth place forward, everything that happened for him was ended in a six this month. So it was kind of a fun one to read. Um, oh, that's and again, yeah, it was purely coincidental, but I noticed it as I read it off. But this one, I noticed it when I was typing up the notes and I'm like, ah, look at that. It actually goes up each almost each player almost every player it goes up so yeah it was a great month honestly fun month of hockey i'm really looking forward to the playoffs i mean again the, the first weekend of the playoffs will be over by the time listeners hear this but uh i'm excited because we're recording this over two playoff games right now so the second i get off i'm going to try my best to avoid seeing the scores so i can watch the games live um playoff games i can't help but watch the full thing and live and die with every single play that happens because I just really love playoff hockey, man. But yeah, uh, Sam, there's nothing, there's nothing you know like it. <laughs> oh, there's absolutely nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And uh goaltending, there's nothing like it either. I love my goalies and the goaltending this month has been off the charts as well. It was really hard to narrow it down to 10, but I've done it. Sam, who are the top 10 goalies of the month for the Pigeon Hockey podcast in the US PHL after dark in the month of February? Yeah, I don't think you've made that long enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the I mean, festival of lights for yeah, whatever the I other could, thing was. Yeah, if I kept it open, I would have read it off again, but unfortunately, I did not. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's okay. Uh, we're going to start in Bellingham at number 10 from the Blazers, the 03 from Delta, British Columbia, Rahul Sharma. Yeah, Rahul again had another great month, stopping 180 of 197 for a 914 and three games played with an 0 and 3 record. Again, the, the record is an indicative of, of how awesome Sharma was again this month. But, uh, you know, it's a, it was a final month of junior hockey. So, you know, good luck moving on. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes next. Uh, if he signs to U Sports or NCAA or ACHA program, or if he goes pro somewhere. I know players are going all over the place right now. I'm seeing a lot of uh, stuff come out. I tell you what, before I do break in, or before we break into number nine, Sam, uh, listeners really enjoyed the uh, the jersey ranking episodes. Most people really enjoyed them. <laughs> Once all three episodes dropped, uh, the hate comments started to come in to my uh, to my account. So <laughs> hopefully, that was hate, right? Hopefully, it was it was just frustration, right? Just like I think it was some team? frustration. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a bunch of frustration comments on players thinking that their team should have been ranked higher. Or owners coming in unhappy that their team was unranked. Um, it's uh, got a wide variety of comments in. Um, I will say there's 69 teams in the USPHL. So if you were, if your team was mentioned and you're upset that it wasn't high enough, you were mentioned. I, yeah, I don't know how to say happy about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how yeah. else to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I was just gonna say like for any for any team like this is no fault of your own, but for any team that like basically you, your your logo is an NHL logo, team logo. It's like, I'm sorry, but we can't we can't put you high because we need something. We we like seeing. I think this was a theme across all the all the episodes. Is just like we like seeing something different and unique, and you know that's not your fault. Like we get that that's that's how it's some Steven. of the logos have turned out to be. But like, but like we all the three of us, you, me, and Steve, were all like, yeah, these we got to pick something unique, and I think we did a good job with that. Yeah, and of course we also had Sam. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Sam. Uh, me, you, and Steve, and uh, I was going to say Sebastian. We also had Sebastian and Justin that voted. So there was uh, a total of five votes in, and the scores came in. And people potentially regretted some of the choices they made. As uh, specific, specifically you, Sam, uh, as you started to see things come in, you think you would rank certain ones higher, other ones lower. And that's why I ranked mine once and stopped because we've done these in the past. And if I go back to it each and every day, I'll change it. I ranked them once during a football game and didn't go back. I just let them go, let them lie where they, where they fell there. And, um, but, uh, you know, if you don't like where your team ended up and you're like an owner or GM or somebody has some level of impact, make some tweaks, you know, or love what you have and accept the fact that we might not like it. You know, we don't, if you like it, that's what's important. You own the team. So I mean, if, we do, if we do this again somewhere down the road, I wouldn't say like next year necessarily, but we can always we can always get more people on. Uh, we had you know a few other people lined up that weren't able to to get yeah, them in did. on time, but uh, we we like the more the more input we have, the merrier. So out of the five oh, of yeah. us, here's here's how the rankings turned out. Sorry, we had a couple people that didn't submit their votes like they were in, in the, that like they had intended to. Uh, like one of our guests was supposed to jump on, and uh, he was supposed to submit his votes, but not only did he not do it, he ended up getting sick as well the the night the morning of the recording, the initial recording. Oh yeah, um, 
and then uh and like justin too justin submitted his votes but justin had also just called the weber state game the night before and he said he completely lost his voice so he's like like i'm gonna be useless and i need to rest it so i'm like all right and uh yeah i mean people get wrapped up with stuff and i mean more votes would have made alternate changes and Again, I think that's also where people can take some consolation of even if your team didn't rank that high, it doesn't mean that one of two of us didn't like it. It just means that three of us might have hated it, um, which in a couple <laughs> a couple instances with jerseys happened. Like I loved the Chicago Cougars jersey. I loved the green and yellow combo. I love that color combo, and Steve fucking hates it. And we eviscerated you for that all all episode. <laughs> the whole, all three episodes. All, all three episodes. If, yeah, sorry. If it was green it and was, yellow, he slaughtered it. Recording yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, so if your team out there had a green and yellow jersey, just know you were in the 60s on his ranking. I'm serious. I can I can look at the stats. It's like, you know, and yeah, and then it's just the way things fell. And I think sometimes some of these teams, uh, what you had said, I think we were pretty evident on, teams just putting like the name of the, the thing on there like if fort wayne just did the fort wayne across or fresno just did the fresno across it's like if you had another jersey that compensated for it great but like we love a good logo i think we're all pretty except for apparently sebastian that loved you know the one jersey that i won't mention but they all it is is just a number and i think that i don't even know if it's a team name or the Sydney name. I mean, in, in, in looks of it, it's actually a good looking jersey. I didn't rank it that low. Uh, the re- three of you hated it, but you know, Sebastian loved it, and I thought it was top top half of the league because uh, I just think it's kind of a unique looking hockey jersey. It's more of a college hockey style, I think. And uh, but you three hated it. So anyway, there were some strong opinions, and uh, I will continue to receive the messages and respond to some of you, but not all of you. I know some of you just got to get it off your chest, but you know, it's, uh, but uh, yeah, there were some strong, strong ass opinions out there. But yeah, just know that usually at least one of us loved it. So take that consolation that Idaho yeah. Falls, if you're listening, I'd love a jersey. Just throwing out. <laughs> We've already shown you love on Insta, man. Just I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And uh, I'll send you the link. I'll, let, I'll send you the link to their team store. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chris, should we continue with uh, number nine? Let's do it. Let's move into number nine. After a brief intermission, uh, <laughs> we will get back to the goalies. We're goalies, of course. Yeah, I've taken two pucks today. But uh, <laughs> um, at number nine from the Lake Tahoe Lakers, the 04 out of Lavar. I'm going to go with that. France, Sebald Dibiak. Yeah, he had another amazing month, stopping 210 of 229 for a 917 in six games played with an 0-4-0-1 record. Uh, again, one of the one of those goalies where the the record isn't indicative of how they played. Sidbald stood on his head, did everything he could for his uh, Lake Tahoe Lakers uh, this month. Um, I don't think they were able to make the playoffs, but uh, I mean, huge bounce back season for Lake Tahoe. They were yeah, fun absolutely. to watch this year. Fun to watch, and uh, yeah, they were. It was great. So more power to them moving forward next season and uh, continuing to get more points and uh, hopefully see them in the playoffs next year. Yeah, and kudos to all those teams that whether like last year was their first year or just they didn't have a a great year last year, um, these teams that built upon how they did last year and improved and just made themselves competitive 
against some some already tough div- division opponents. Uh, Lake Tahoe was one of them. So kudos to Sebald and his team, and amidst, amidst these other teams in the Western USPHL that uh, that improved from year one to year two, or from last year to this year. Absolutely. Meanwhile, at number eight, from the Vernal Oilers, the 05 from Fort Collins, Colorado, Evan Stringer. Yeah, Evan had a great month this month, stopping 145 and 158 for a 918 in five games played with a 301 and one record. Great month for Evan. And we're going to stick in Vernal for number seven, the 04 out of Hungary, Levente Hegedus. Yeah, Hegedus had a. Uh, 160, or he had a he stopped 160 of 174 for a 920 in six games played with a four and two record. Great month for Levent. Yeah, as Vernal uh, pushed their way and held on to that division lead in the Northwest Division and clinched that earlier this month, so they get uh, home ice against the Royals starting tomorrow night. Uh, Here it is. You ready for it? As ready as I'll ever be. I'll be working tomorrow <laughs> night, but. Saturday night I'm off, so I'll be I'll be watching I'll watching on my ha- at my house on my couch. At number six from the Fresno Monsters, the 05 out of Wetaskiwin, Alberta, Devin Dagenstein. Yeah, Devin had a great month. Up in 109 of 118 for a 924 and four games played with a two and one record. At number five from the San Diego Sabres, the 04 out of Quebec, Loac Saint Denis Lacombe, I think is how you say it. Yeah, and I you think it's me. yeah, I think it's low low uh, Saint Denis Lacombe. Saint Denis Lacombe. I took Spanish uh, in high school, folks. That's, sorry, <laughs> French is not my strong suit. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's from again. I could slaughter this part though very easily. Rowan Noranda, Quebec, but uh, yeah, he stopped one eighty six of two hundred and one shots this month for a nine two five and five games played with a two and two record. Great month for Loic. He uh, he really gave San Diego a, a chance to. Uh, fight for those playoffs this uh this past month once again feels like we're hearing like the save percentages just creep up bit by bit kind of kind well of with like save percentages generally speaking that's kind of how we do yeah with with the save percentages we generally do i mean i have rules set to that too where they're there's a certain minimum amount of games and or shots or games and shots you have to play uh in order to make the list but beyond that since I'm only watching the third period of games, I pretty much trust that the save percentage is my guideline for the most part with goalies, where it isn't so much with forwards and defenders, but with goalies, um, the save percentage is it, it's pretty accurate. I mean, when I'm watching throughout the month and and I see these goalies play, I'm like, I might shift guys around a little bit, but generally speaking, the save percentage, generally speaking, speaks for itself. Yeah. I get that. Not always. It depends on the types of shots goalies are facing. There's a lot of factors. And like I said, if I could if I could invest in being able to watch the full game for every team, I could I would probably be able to do more of what I did in previous seasons. But this year I just have to trust a save percentage. But I've also learned in the past save percentage is pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. So better teams with better defenders usually have low threat opportunities for goalies. So they might see a lot of shots, but they might be able to, you know, be straight shots to keep to the outside. So, you know, it, it it's, it's a fair thing to call for, but, uh, but yeah, that's where we are with, with save percentages, at least with goalies. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And I totally get that. It, it, uh, it's kind of one of those stats that like, 
it can be deceiving for certain situations, like you were saying, but in in most cases, it's pretty it's pretty good one to look at. Yeah, I don't give a I don't give a shit about goals against average. <laughs> like that's that number is useless. That's more against a team than a goalie. But uh, save percentage, generally speaking, generally speaking, is more on a goalie. Well, I think that's a good point for uh, us to move on to number four from the Bakersfield Roughnecks, the 04 from Peoria, Arizona, Connor Duminell. Yeah, Connor had a great month, stopping 194 209 for a 928 in six games played and a shutout and a 3 1 0 1 record. Just again, another great month for Duminell. That shutout, of course, very key to moving up in the rankings for the top 10 of this month. But uh, you dropped him in fantasy, and that was your first round pick. You were quick to pick him up and uh, you were quick to pick up Pags when I did the same thing too because <laughs> we got to do our things and we're going to do a fantasy wrap up ladies and gentlemen after the NCDC season's over um, but uh, we, we play our strategies right and so I was my strategy backfired on makeup but it, I guess it's also retaliation we've done it to each, each team has done it to another team at some point this season and so, like when I uh, when I released Mario Paganini for what I thought would just be a few games because I could release him and he was going to be out for a little while, um, you immediately went screw it. I'll just drop a player that I can drop right now that because they have to meet specific qualifications and you immediately picked him up and I was like, you son of a bitch. Was <laughs> like, and you did the same thing with Dumino. I'm like, I'll pick him right back up and you were like, no, you won't. No, and I'm no, like, I don't think so. <laughs> but I've, we, I've also done it to you this season. So, and and we've all we've all done it at one point or another this season. But that's what makes it fun because uh, if you want to put a player on waivers, they might get sniped. And you said <laughs> that in the, in the draft episode, you said that too. You're like, you're yep. like, hey, if you want to take that risk, you can. But uh, you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> yep, and it, yeah, it's backfired me a couple times this season. So. Yeah, let's move on to number three. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Connor, don't worry. You still get your props. I just had to give Chris a little bit of shit. Um, at number three, from the Rogue Valley Royals, the 04 out of Fair Play, Colorado, Caden Edstrom. Yeah, Caden Edstrom's had a great month, stopping 169 of 180 for a 939 in a couple games played with an 0-2 record. And I will – or his, uh, his games played is not accurate. I can already tell you from my stats that can't be real. I probably missed a game here. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> whatever, Caden. Well, you know what isn't real as well is sometimes, no matter how much you tell, and I won't name the defender, you know who you are. The real, I don't know. I felt Edstrom's pain in the final regular season game of the year when they were tied because I've literally been in this exact scenario. I was in a tied game, one to one. And we were playing the best team in this tournament by far. And a guy takes a guy winds up from the blue line. Easy. I can see the shot easy. And my defender puts the stick out and tips it past me. And we lost that game two to one on a tip from my own defender. And I saw it happen to Eddie. In that okay, they were tied three to three. He was playing out of his mind. And the defender, I don't, and the defender knew instantly. It's not like the defender didn't realize what happened. The defender immediately looked back at Eddie and just like took the blame. But Eddie's frustration, <laughs> I could see it too. It's like, 
the the blocker and the and the glove just drop into the ground like come on man <laughs> uh something along those lines what's that i was just saying there's only so much that you goalies can do if uh, if a puck gets tipped yeah. not, really, not really much you can do no if, if you're not going to block the shot with your body don't get in front of it and uh i mean again that defender knew what he did so he felt it instantly at the end of the day i mean it's a whole team effort so it wasn't just that one player's um, mistake there no. in front of the net. It's a collective. It's a collective of mistakes by the goalie, by the team, by or just great plays by the opposing team. But uh, I've been in that exact situation, so I, I might have shouted some explicits at the screen the second I saw it, and then shared <laughs> the clip with you guys and called it goalie rage. But uh, yeah, Eddie, we saw it. Um, and we'll, we'll have Edstrom here on the podcast in the coming weeks. Uh, he's going to be joining uh, us and Antonio Tarantino from UMass Boston. We're going to be talking about the goalie mindset. But uh, first, he's got to focus on the playoffs. So, you know, good luck as uh, you guys do face off uh, in Vernal. And that will be that will be a battle. Uh, Vernal is looking hot right now. But um, Sam, who's number two? Really quick, I just wanted to back up. Uh, did what were the, what were the stats that you said for Eddie for the month of February? I had one sixty nine of one eighty, and two games played. And three games played. Three games so actually, played. Okay. You you had the you had the perfect amount of saves. Uh, yeah. And uh, or definitely shots. I didn't count the saves to be honest here, but um, everything everything else was right. It was just it was in three games played. He started. He started right. twice against Seattle uh, this past weekend, and then once against Seattle earlier in the month. So, okay, um, yeah, because I, I second I saw two games. I'm like, no. So, so, sometimes teams face a lot of shots. Like if if he was playing in maybe in long, you know, Long Beach's net, and he faced 180 shots in two games, that's believable. But uh, I knew my my I had a typo there because I literally just do my best to track every single game. Every single time you guys play a game, I tend to punch the stats in right there. Uh, so at the end of the game, I, I wait for things to filter when it says unofficial results. I wait until official results come out. If they, if they change after that, which sometimes they can, I, I don't double check, but sometimes these shot counters are nowhere near accurate. Yeah. I, Brutal how I've uh, seen, <laughs> but yes, uh, we should get back to the top 10 rankings of the goalies, uh, which we've taken a few different detours from, um, hey, at various times. So, um, <laughs> So once again, we're you guys all get your props, you all get your dues, but uh, we've we've gone down a few different avenues of mentioning different things. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, congratulations to Caden for top three, and on to number two from the Seattle Totems, the 04 out of Montreal, Quebec, the thorn in my side, Camden Widgington. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Road Valley, maybe not a big Camden Widgington fan, but uh, he stopped at 108 to 114 this month for a 947 and five games played with two shutouts and a perfect 5 and 0 record. Great month for Camden. My goodness, how is that not number one? Anyways, Chris is going to tell us who the number one goalie is. Well, it's a uh, it's been a player that has kind of had some injuries this season and has come back with a vengeance. And it's going to be a goal you probably don't want to face in the playoffs. And that's going to be the 0-3 out of Phoenix, Arizona from the Las Vegas T-Birds, Sam Peterson, stopping 200 of 207 shots this month for a 9-6-6 in five games played with a 4-0 record. Weirdly, weird fun stat with, with this one. He has five games played with a 4-0 record. There was one game he came in for one shot. 
don't know why. <laughs> but he he came in for one shot and then left. So I don't know if he was just coming back from injury and he took a shot and he's like, yep, no, I'm coming right back off. I didn't get to see that full game, but there was one game he came in and he faced a shot and he left. And, he and, got the... <laughs> and well, I think the other goalie he got the win or the loss. I'm not 100% sure if okay. it was if Michael Burgos was in net for that game. I think it was probably Michael. Um, but uh, either that or they screwed the stats up some stats up somewhere. But um, but yeah, he uh, otherwise it would be 199 at 206. But yeah, he 200 to 207 in five games played with that 4-0 record. He's just been stellar this month. He's had probably, I mean, I could scroll back through, but one of the best months any goalies had this season so far. And he's just been, that's what you need going into the playoffs is a goalie that's on fire. So if, uh, if he's staying healthy, then uh, don't know if I want to be facing Vegas because with, with Peterson and Burgosson right, right now, they're a, they're a one, two dynamic punch. And they took down, I think they took down Fresno two out of three games this past weekend. Wow. So uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun series. I mean, this is the team that took out uh, Fresno, which basically Fresno has been the team to beat for the last, I don't know, count back how many years you got to get past Fresno to make nationals. And uh, uh, Vegas took them out last year. They, they took down Fresno and they went to nationals and I'm, I'm betting they're hoping to do that now. Uh, first of all, Bakersfield's got to get past them. In this, of course, I haven't seen the playoff games yet, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, no those games haven't happened yet. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Bakersfield and Fresno got to face off. And then if uh, we'll see, I mean, Bakersfield's a tough team. I'm expecting a lot from these teams. And yeah, Ontario and Las Vegas are going to face off, if I'm not incorrect. That should be a great series. Yeah, looking, looking at the standings right now, it looks like. Ontario finished with 75 points, only five behind Fresno. And then Vegas at 63, still a great season. Uh, won t- more than twice as many games as they lost. So if they're if they're coming in hot with a hot goalie, that would not be surprising to see them come out of the Pacific Division once again. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the thing is right now with the four teams that are in there, I have to say it's, you always kind of have to go through Fresno. But Fresno also shown that they can be – I mean, they've shown it towards the end of the season right now that they can be thrown off their game, and they showed it end of last season that they could be toppled in the playoffs. Um, it's always, in my opinion right now, it's always Fresno's to win or lose. Um, you know, Fresno is probably the strongest team in the Western USPHL, and uh, it is theirs to win or lose. But uh, if the team underestimates any team coming in, a team like Bakersfield could take them out. Uh, Ontario, Las Vegas could take them out. So uh, if Fresno underestimates its opponents, it will lose, guaranteed. Uh, so if Fresno sticks to their game, they're a fucking hard team to beat. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're impressive. So, um, Well, kudos you know, to each of those top two goalies because I feel like either either of them were deserving of number one, but both both had unbelievable months in February. Yeah, so many goalies had great months. This, I mean, it's in, like I said, I have my, I know, like, we do definitely focus on more stats than not with goalies. You know, you watch their gameplay and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a fun playoffs. And I'm excited to, you know, to do our annual awards and, and watch these playoffs. Uh, it's just, it's the best time of year, man, for, for us sports. Well, 
for us hockey fans, I guess, maybe not sports fans, but us hockey fans, is it's playoff time. I've got the VIJHL and the USPHL going into playoffs. I got the BCHL and the NCDC that are wrapping up the last month of play before they bunch into playoffs. And then, then you're talking like BCHL, NOL, and NCDC, all tier two programs playing playoffs at the same time. I'm, I'm going to be glued to flow hockey. Too bad I can't save clips on flow hockey like I used to be doing with hockey TV, but <laughs> you know, I'd have videos like me, me, Sam, we were talking about that before the podcast is, you know, it's the reason I just don't do videos this year. Hey, it's been a pretty busy year, but, uh, with, with the old hockey TV app, I could watch a game. If something happened, I could just clip it. So if I thought like, well, Peterson made six really great saves that I wanted to look at later on, I could look at it and go, okay, yeah, these six were great, but these two really stand out. So I'm just going to delete these four and really focus on these two as some of the best saves of the game. And then, you know, build that up for their end of year compilation. I can't do that with flow hockey. I can't clip anything. If if I want to do that, I got to stop the game in the moment and then backtrack and then clip it and then save it. Or I got to write down the exact time and then try to go. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's, it's that's too much effort. Hockey TV made it easy. I've already commented on flow hockey. They're constantly sending us these. Um, I don't know. Since they took over, they send us. The, these surveys and uh, I've been pretty vocal on the surveys. They've made a couple improvements, but not everything that I want, you know, I know Especially for people for us, that like, op- yeah. Yeah. Us yeah. like broadcasters and, and fans of like, like just how simple the system was with the old one. It's just, it's just stuff that like, it makes sense to have it. Why do we not have it? You know? Yeah. It's a simple feature, which I mean, it's simple for me. I'm saying that as somebody who doesn't understand tech things at all. Coding. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I don't either. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm sure if I'm saying it's simple. Like I'm like, well, hockey TV figured it out. So flow, flow sports is a much bigger entity. Uh, there's got to be somebody on that team that can figure it out. Uh, it can't be. I don't want to say it can't be that difficult. I don't understand that crap. So. There's people where that's their entire jobs. I know people who their entire jobs is the like interface for like a app, like a Geico or something. And I don't understand that at all, but that's their job making it as easy for you as a customer to see it as possible. And I mean, flow hockey uh, can do that because hockey TV did. So just saying flow hockey, love you guys, but can you, can you put that back in so I can start saving clips again and, and making those, it was, it was fun to do that last. Of course it would only be third period saves. So you'd have to send me your first and second period saves. Yeah, I get we get used to our certain apps and like there's certain things that can be improved. And one thing I really did like again with hockey TV is if I favorited a team, I could just see my favorites. Like I could just see the schedule for my favorites. With here, it can see, oh, I can see my favorite teams, but I can't just see the schedule for my favorite teams. I had to click on each individual team and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to click on 30 different teams. I just want to see, oh, these six teams or these 17 teams are playing tonight. Cool. Maybe seven. Well, yeah, 17 teams can still play because you might be playing an out of division opponent that I don't know. So it was just easier to track teams I was following as well. It's it's a lot more difficult this year. So anyway, Flow Hockey, um, we'll take a sponsorship and we'll also take love and we'll also take some improvements to the platform that makes it easier for uh some of us podcasters and stuff out there. Probably a great place to leave it on, Sam. What do you think? 
I think so. Now that we've gone to a different rambling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we both love talking. That's why we're on a podcast, but uh, I know your listeners got to move on here today. So we want to thank you for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sam. Have a great day, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease. <laughs>